How y'all doing today? I want to welcome y'all to episode 16 of the Members Only Podcast. Uh, what's going on, guys? Yes, sir. It's a good day. We're back. Oh, Happy dude. Sunday to the peoples. Fucking back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, this is the first time it's been all six of us in like, what, two, three weeks? Oh, I think we had all six of us, not last week, but the week before. Yeah. But then before that, it was two weeks of we weren't together. So it was like yeah. we had a week in between. All right. So, um, well, we can get straight to our first topic. Uh, so today our first topic is going to be where does Earl sweatshirt fall in a discussion, uh, conversation in the history of hip hop? Uh, also, do you think if he would have gone in a different direction sonically after 2015, do you think his career would have been looked at differently? Uh, I'm gonna sit back and take the knowledge from all of y'all on this one. I'm gonna learn right now. I'm gonna ask a question to Zach. I was thinking about uh, when I first saw this question. Is it? Do we blame 2015 more so or more? I think it just kind of so happened because he had to disappear for a little while because that situation with his mom. I think that would have been like the difference maker. I don't think anything like with him changed before that. Like if he would have kept, if, let me say this, if he would have kept making rap through and never had to stop like maybe he would have been bigger but because he had to stop and his sound didn't change or nothing he just came back and then it's like playing catch up you can't disappear for that long i don't know bro i kind of disagree because i feel like his style really did change you know he had the i don't like shit i don't go outside and then wasn't uh some rap songs right after that and that's like yeah he went like that album is super I don't know what's called alternative, I guess. And I feel like that's kind of where like the Earl fans either like they went really extreme, like, yeah, they really like the vibe and kind of fuck with the vision. Or they went, I was like, he's not really rapping anymore. So I really don't know what's kind of going to happen from here. And I just think it's kind of interesting though, because I mean, a lot of us were fans like our future and stuff like that. And, you know, early on, it's like just from like a pure rapping ability. I mean, of course, Earl was saying some outlandish stuff, but just off of pure talent, you know, he, he was elite. So it's kind of thing like, you know, what type of sound he could have made or if like was the way he went kind of like the way he was always expected to go. I can see it. Well, I don't, I, I gotta, I didn't uh, pull up exactly when he, he was gone, but I feel like in between that, uh 2015 that's three years so maybe that's when he was gone so maybe he could just attribute it to that but he just kind of it felt like he grew up and either you like you said you grew up with him and you liked it or you grew up and you was like ah i'm not really into this the way i was into it anymore and you like change but I, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it went it went bad or it went wrong or there was anything he could have necessarily done differently it was just like a you age not age out of our future but as them niggas age you age and then you yeah everybody went away you chose earl you chose frank you chose tyler like you just chose somebody uh sid everybody picked somebody i think it was a lot of different shit like he was listening to different music like makami and he was hanging around like sage which is like a skateboarder he's like the uh he's navy blue basically that's like the, his rap name but he's a skater he thought was like roommate at the time and then his Dad passed away. It was just a lot of confounding things, which kind of made some rap songs. And then he was hanging out with Mike and then Wiki. And then he was also producing tracks from Akami and Lucky. It was, he was just doing a lot of different shit. Like, it was like 2016, 2017. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think that's in some rap songs come out in 20, 2018. 2018, yeah. Yeah, 2018. 2018. So I think like that kind of all culminated to like new sound and just like different things he was working with, just producing songs for different rappers. Um, and then he had like that uh what's that thing? Like he had that long song that he released, uh Solace. Like Solace, yeah. So I don't know. I I could see where he was going. I mean, it did, it did go left, but I like that. I really like that album. Because the one thing I, uh, I enjoy about it is that it loops. I guess because you can like somehow accidentally like repeated it once mm. on uh, album music. Like, I pressed a little repeat thing and then it like loops like perfectly. But but I think all that just this is I say all that to, that all those events kind of culminate culminate into the album and like how the different tones and a different like he has navy blue featured on there and like the things that the little sample breaks are from like older mock comedy songs uh in particular so that's kind of i guess i didn't answer the initial question but like i, I that's kind of like the why behind like the sound yeah. that's kind of when to add that context so it was just like experimental and then it was more so like he just enjoyed it and then continued it almost like it was his, yeah, I mean, it was just like a personal choice outside of fans. And like we said, you either fuck with it or you don't. Like it's just a a, a, a victim of circumstance. Like that's just who he was around and that's what he was comfortable yeah. in. That's the best way to describe Because he was listening to other underground, like he was listening to Doom and shit. But like, I think he just got got ushered into that little like black hole of like Rock Marciano, Wiki. Uh, mm. I'm trying to think of who else. Makami. Like he just like, if that's all you're listening to, you're going to make oh, you don't have your what you what you listen to you know what i mean what yeah yeah and i guess like my biggest thing is like uh just trying to figure like artists like him specifically but just in general like where do you evaluate them in the course of hip-hop history because you can't like i mean earl is a very very talented artist and rapper um he has like an extensive discography but because his music is so not commercial it kind of makes it interesting to see like where does he kind of fall in the sense like hip hop history? Also consider he has like so many like Earl disciples as we like to call them. People who like took a lot of influence from his style and the music that he did end up making. Maybe it'll be oh, less so a- for his his like raps and his albums and, and, and it'll be more so for the shit he's produced, the shit he's been a part of like behind the scenes. Like nobody nobody will see it for a little while and then as we kind of go into that next era of hip-hop and everybody's looking back like kind of like what just happened like we do 2016 then it'll be like wait a minute earl's hands were here 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 and here and then that's how people will more so kind of remember him over the course of hip-hop than his music like you'll go back and you'll appreciate his music but people are gonna appreciate the kind of his the pots his hands were in more so Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way as like Greg. Like, it would be mentioned, but it's not like, not super like grandiose. It's kind of just like a niche type of deal. Like, it was, it like, should, like childish can be no almost, where it's like, yeah, he could rap, but like he could also act and he can also do comedy. And it's like, so people are going to appreciate him more so for everything in totality that he can do, more as opposed to just like the albums and the rap that he did. Especially when it comes think, to hip hop, because like hip hop encompasses so many other things, anyways. Like we consider ourselves a part of fashion and a part of media. So I ask where people will see the value in him more so. And Lloyd Gambino is more like commercially 
like except like I mean because he does different things, so it's kind of he has the benefit of the doubt of like oh okay oh he's from that album I listen to oh like oh he's from Atlanta or or he's from Star Wars like you know what I mean like he has a lot of benefit like he's in like a different bucket, so it's kind of it's kind of I see where you're going, but, but like I think Earl would just kind of be in his own little like he has influence, but it's just like the commercial thing is like that's kind of. He can only go so far. Like, you know what I mean, like, it's, it's ceiling like, only so high type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not even like, I feel like, like, I kind of look at it as like 2K, where it's like certain, like, two got three point shooting on like 99. Like, his commercial ain't really, it's like, yeah, maybe 70. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I even, and I feel like after 70, you can kind of be like, oh, okay, well, like, you can give him the benefit of the doubt for like, putting mm. them in like a certain category. In the, Hip hop history, but just he hasn't broken that like seventy threshold. So it's kind of like, like, yeah, like yeah, I want him to, but like realistically, I'm like nah, like it's just the sound. I don't, and, I, I don't think he he's yeah, I don't think he's meant to be a commercial rapper. I mean, I play his music is like a real acquired taste, like because I mean, sonically is just is just different. Like yeah, I got a lot of like alternative like type of roots to it. But it's like I mean, if you like music like. From like the alchemist and stuff like that, and like you'll be a fan. I mean, he's a good rapper though, and I think now even like he kind of is less like less out there as far as like the experimental stuff, and kind of brought it back in like the most recent project, and kind of like getting back to like just very good rapping and stuff like that. But it's gonna be like one, it's gonna be like an iceberg, bro. Like if people care enough to go past the Tyler the Creator Odd Future point of the iceberg, and then they're like, oh, kind of who else was in here? Like they'll see that rap, but it, the average person, because he's not like Jai said, gonna be commercial. They're not gonna see it because they're not gonna care enough to go that deep. They're gonna see That's Tyler and be like, "Oh, this guy was the Mecca." Like you know what I mean? Like they're not gonna. <laughs> no, it's valid. Well, just learn. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Steve, did you listen to uh, War Deer? I did. What'd you think about it? I only spent it spun it one time, but it wasn't too bad. Like it wasn't too left out of left field because I think Alchemist like produced the whole thing, right? Yeah. So it was more of a familiar sound. Um, as far as the rapping, I'd have to listen to it more to like actually get into what he's saying. But the production was great. I give it that. I give it that for sure. Yeah. But that's what he do. It's the Alchemist, bro. Yeah, when did you discover Earl, Steve? Or not discover because you probably knew about it for a um, while being here. But like, when did you personally like? Let me go. Let me go see what's going on. Whatever that project that had East on it probably was like the first time I had like heard him. Was that Fida Clay? I think or something like that. Yeah. Um. So probably then, and then I went back and listened to like Boris and I don't like shit. I don't go outside. So that's like what twenty eighteen. So like yeah, that was say twenty eighteen. True. Loiter Squad too, bro. We was talking about all this other shit. He was great in Loiter Squad, bro. Did you did you ever listen to Earl, like the tape Earl? Mm, I did. I spent it one time, but I ain't really like get too deep too deep into it. But whenever I went to my Earl deep dive, I definitely like went through and spun it. I just don't go back to it as much as I do like Boris. I don't like shit on Earl. So no, I don't like song go outside is like a must every like fall to winter season. Late night, you gotta get it on just once, bro. <laughs> oh, it's perfect for like right now. For real. That, um, but, um 
that's my go-to type shit when I be streaming. I have a playlist of a ton, a ton of stuff that plays in my ears while I wait for games, and the Earl be in there because it just it gets me ready. Earl gets you hyped, bro. <laughs> I don't need to be hyped. When you play in ten hours or six hours, you don't need to be hyped the whole time. It's more so you need to be focused. Like you need to. I'm looking for growth. Sounds crazy when you talk about video games. Hey, if somebody ever put on Earl sweatshirt before I was like competing with them, I think I just quit, bro. <laughs> I hey, don't. They know gonna like be that. locked in. I'm like, yeah, locked in, man. They gonna be Ooh. locked something, probably up. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, are y'all ready uh, to transition to the next uh, topic being the recent releases? Mm-hmm. All right. Start with Drake. All right. Well, um, this past Friday, way. Drake dropped uh, Scary Hours 3, which is basically just a deluxe version of For All the Dogs. Um, it included six new songs. Um, yeah, a lot of people have been enjoying it. What you guys think? I'm going to go last here, bro. I'm going to take the last one here. I want to hear what y'all got to say. <laughs> uh, I mean, he was he was rapping. Like, he was really rapping for five songs, and then the last song was more catchy with a hook. That's more more commercial Drake. Um, but for the five songs that he did really rap on, I'm satisfied because that's all I've been wanting to hear from dude for, like, a really long time, so... I'm cool on that. I've got it. I do understand. However, I will say I do understand why we probably will never get a full length project of Drake doing just that. Um, but for the six songs, I think it was great. The floor yeah, is yours. Yeah, I feel the same. Um, I like the five out of six songs. Cause, but to Steve's point, I, I do think like He'll never do that again. Cause I enjoyed it, but then I saw like a lot of memes online. It's like, man, this shit boring. Like, like shit, song you play when you go to sleep or something. Like, I was like, damn, okay, yeah. I guess there is. I see why he can't do that. Like, cause it's like yeah. a lot of people were saying that. Well, I guess not a lot of people, but like, like people in the timeline are saying that. So I guess you know, but it was just interesting to see that. I was like, oh damn, Drake. Like people saying that about Drake. It's kind of interesting, but to to your point, Steve, I feel like. That's probably why we haven't seen that. It's just because there's people like that. Like, oh, I ain't trying to hear all that shit. Because like, it is five out of six that are like straight, like no drum beat type shit, like sampled. So, so sampled drum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I <laughs> nah, bro. I mean, for me, honestly, I, I enjoy it. I wasn't expecting it. I mean, I've kind of gotten to a point with Drake. Like, I'm not going in with like any expectations. Uh, and it was my type of music, bro. Honestly, to y'all point about some like people having bad things to say about it. I mean, one when you make when you have a platform as Drake, people gonna complain regardless of what you put out. But two, I mean, like, yeah, people gonna complain regardless of whatever he gonna put out. But I mean, I thought it was cool. Like, I don't think it's like some like the best bars he's ever had. But just from like a five or six song like little piece, I'm like. If he just even just had like in general five songs on in the totality of his albums rapping, I would be appreciative. That was just my problem with for all the dog. It was like, dude, like you dropped twenty songs on two of them, you're actually rapping. Like it's really just more about the ratio. But I mean, I enjoyed it. I'm not gonna say it's like it's the greatest thing I ever heard. <laughs> uh, but I thought I thought it was good. I don't have any like negative things to say about it. I'm gonna spin it again. Auden, go ahead before I uh, before I go viral. 
Yo. I'm not gonna say no crazy. I'm playing. Um. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with the Drake shit, I liked it. Uh, I didn't really have any complaints. Um, I think the second song, out of the deluxe, the conductor beat, it was like, sorry. Or something about my brother. I forgot the name of the song itself. But that's the song I catch myself coming back to all the time. Um, just from the beat, the flow, the, I really like that song. Um, but yeah, I liked it uh, to Jahai's point. I saw a lot of people criticizing it. And I was a little thrown off. I was like, damn, I thought this is what y'all wanted. This is one of the critiques I heard of. This is one of the critiques I heard, you know, for, for all the dogs. So I thought this is what y'all wanted from Drake. And then he gives y'all that. And y'all still not satisfied. So niggas going to yap, run their mouth regardless. But I liked it. I love Soul Sample Beats. So, of course, I'm not mad at it. And even even the song, even the last song that was more of like Drake, the poppy, singy, da-da-da. That shit was still a vibe for me, bro. Um, so like, regardless, if this taught me anything, this nigga knows how to make a good song and he knows how to give people quality music, whether, you know, whatever, whatever they're looking for, Drake knows how to deliver. So, um, I was, I, I don't have any complaints over it. Uh, all right. First and foremost, I think this was better than for all the dogs in its entirety. I didn't. I, not that I hated for all the dogs, but I found myself unable to go, not unable, unwilling to go back to it as much as I thought I would. Like I thought I would pick through it a little bit more, maybe like had like five or six songs that were in like a heavier rotation. But I probably, it's probably only all the parties with Chief Keep that has like a heavy rotation. So for me, this was already better than for all the dogs. I mean, I feel, I feel like it's not a hot take. I feel like for all the dogs, in my opinion, they're, for all the dogs, in my opinion, like structure. And I feel like with this concise six song project, it was Drake barring down for five songs. And then the outro was him doing some fun. vibey Drake type shit. So I feel like I feel like it's easy for you to like something like this because again, it's not um diluted. It's just Drake, soul samples, yeah. alchemist, conductor, he rapping. Like I feel like there's not if you like that type of music, if you like that niche, that niche, you're gonna have you're gonna love this. Um and then he again he still threw you a Drake staple at a the end. Song. Right. So I feel like I feel like it's not really a hot take, but I I what the fuck? My fault. But I feel like I, I agree with what you're saying, Greg. I also think um just like this, not the the whole thing, but just this EP, I think that. I mean this like respectfully. I think that the internet is dumb because I don't I don't think that they I don't think that they understand what they wanted. Like I think that they were asking for something without understanding what they were asking for. And because this was something that it almost felt like Drake was like, all right, I'm tired of y'all niggas asking this of me. I do feel like he's gonna take a hiatus. So he's like, before I sit down, like let me just give y'all niggas what y'all asking for. I think because he did it so quickly. Um, and it still sounds so quality. I don't think that people like have a full understanding of what they're listening to yet. And it's going to take a while. I Like DJ Academics always says, you just have to, sometimes you have to digest it out. Like give us some time to digest it. 
we go back to things four, five, six times because when we listen to music, we under, like we have an understanding of what it's supposed to sound like or the mindset that people are in. But the average internet nigga doesn't do that. Like they're they're hearing it based off the internet. They're hearing it based off the car. They're hearing it based off other shit like that. So I think it's just gonna take some time for them to realize um, what they just got. But I think it's gonna age really well. This is this uh, six six song EP was beautiful, bro. It was amazing. I actually two really things. I'll say two things real quick. One, <clears throat> Greg, my boy, you came out here. You're potting today. You really <laughs> potting today. Yeah, uh, two, y'all don't think I'm trolling, but everyone keep talking about like going back to Florida Dogs. Has anyone coming back around to Virginia Beach yet? Or I'm still dying on that hill. Uh-huh. I've been around, but I can't. I can't give it. I can't update every you. Week, bro. I can't I have- update you the songs that I I like off of Florida Dogs because I've been playing it more than well, since we had that first uh, convo. So um. The songs in total that I have saved from For All the Dogs, uh, Virginia Beach, Amen, Calling for You, specifically the first half. Once she started talking about, uh, like, fucking, uh, like, what she sucked like, uh, Oxtail. Oxtails and shit. I'm just like, turn this shit off. <laughs> uh, Fear of Heights, Daylight, First Person Shooter, Video of the Year. Um, I don't give a video fuck. Video of the cool. Year. I don't give a fuck. It's nice. cool yeah. um, for like, like the memes and TikTok and shit, but I'm probably not going to listen to it um really often because um I don't think Drake is the best over the um the rage beats. Like he I feel beats. like I feel like this is better than better than what he did Betrayal with Trippy. But I mean it's not a bad song, but I don't think I, I'm going back to it too often. Uh, Drew a Picasso. Uh, what would Pluto do? That's probably my that might be my favorite song off of it. Uh, all the parties, eight a.m. Um, I wouldn't listen to Rich Baby Day like on my own, but like I probably if I was in public, that'd probably be my favorite song to hear just because I know <laughs> what it would do. Um, another late night and uh polar opposites, and then from the deluxe, I'll give my opinion on that. Um, my favorite song was "You Broke My Heart." Uh, and then the rest, I mean, the the rest of the songs was cool. Um, I mean they're good songs. I mean they're good rapping, of course, like Drake and rap. I not preferably what I really want from Drake because I feel like Drake does drop a lot, but he's one of those artists that like when he does drop, everyone's going to listen. And I kind of like when, um, when an artist like Drake, like drops him, like, I don't want Drake to waste a drop giving us like just a few, like, I mean, of course I want Drake to bar down and rap, but I'd rather those be his B sides. When I, when he drops songs, hold on one second. Cause my dog is just barking. Give me literally one second. He talked yeah. to his dog crazy. My, my, dog was, my dog was tripping. <laughs> but um, no, when when like, I feel like the the reason what I was saying was just like, Drake is one of those artists like his songs are gonna get played, blah blah blah. So I'd rather Drake give us quality music that you can experience with other people rather than just like because if I just want some like you know niggas rapping over like some soul stuff. And listen to this, I just felt like he wasn't trying like. He was just doing his normal Drake thing. Like I said before, like, like he, like Drake does this thing to like fool people where like, I, I could tell just like, just how Drake writes. He just does this thing where like, he'll say like a line that you will see somebody like a deep tweet, like some shit that you think somebody like tweet trying to be deep. And then he'll just find a word that fits the definition type shit. Like, like I, I sent one in a group chat, but like, he just does a lot of that. Like he says oh, the, the definition the of a word. procrastination one? Yeah, he'll just say the definition of a word and then end the bar with the word, which is not bad because I mean, a lot of people like it. And I think this was a good project just to get people to like shut up for a few years. So 
really enjoyable but um i would rather him have dropped like six just solid songs like just like good like when like i wouldn't say old drake but like i feel like when he first came out and like what people liked about his rapping like he was able to drop good songs or like the bars was good and the choruses was good the beat was good it was all over but i feel like this was just more so like all right, y'all niggas asking for old man raps. I'm gonna give y'all old man raps in. That's what I was gonna ask you, bro. So. Would you say that? Would you say that this is a waste of a drop if it really just felt like it was more like, all right, y'all niggas keep asking for this shit. Joe Budden pissing me the fuck off. Like he want old nigga shit. He want old nigga soul sample shit. Let me just sit down for a week and take that shit. It don't feel like he wasted a drop. It feels like, like you said, like he just. He, when he was writing it, he was probably like, this shit is so fucking cheesy, like, it's lame. But at the same time, he's like, it's what these niggas want. So, and that's why it came out so fast, and because it's just like, it's easy for him. It, it don't sound like he trying. It don't sound like he had, it's too easy. So he just, I'm gonna do it the cheesiest way, the way I know y'all want it. I mean, I feel like, I feel like he's probably like the most basic Drake songs we got in a minute. Like, um, but I mean, I wouldn't say a waste of a drop because at the end of the day, people liked it. It gets people to shut up, even though the next all I'm hearing right now, like all I'm seeing is people either giving credit to Joe Budden or saying shit like, oh, Drake could do this all he wants to. And he just decides not to blah, 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 blah. But like, I don't know. I think people got to under, I think that's the only thing that like, I guess that comes to like hip hop and rappers, which this is very treading upon debating hip hop, but the only thing with like hip hop and rappers is like we're the only people who who our biggest artists are not expected to make songs for people to just enjoy type shit like i feel like if people were willing they could really enjoy for all the dogs but because they were expecting this nigga to do shit like rap over just over alchemist alchemist beats and shit like that like they can't enjoy it like this is really at home music like red button stories about my brother the shoe fits wick man evil ways is really at home music mm-hmm. and like i feel like there's much better art there's not much better artists but it's better people who are akin to this type of music who's much better like y'all was mentioning like Matt Kami and uh like even when we was talking about like West Side Gun, that's because this is their sound. Like when they key in, I feel like they make the at home music much better and it's gonna fit for them versus an artist like Drake. Because when art when artists of his stature do this, it kind of leaves the rest of music in a weird place because a lot of people usually try to fill in the gaps when bigger artists drop. Like like Bad Bunny just dropped the album. When Bad Bunny drops the album. He drops an album like for people to go outside, enjoy, blah, 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 still good music. And then yeah, other artists find a way to like fit in between. But like when we expecting our artists to drop songs that we're never going to hear in social settings, which we spoke before about the commerciality of music, I do think it, I'm not going to say hurts hip hop, but I do think it, um, it just puts it in a weird space because this is never going to catch on. Like this is never going to be the dominant trend in hip hop, niggas rapping over so beats. Just like if you think about how hip hop started, just you know, in basements and in rooms of niggas DJing and partying. So, I think this is going to like. I think it's going to be a lot of more people who start to make music like this. But it's also going to just send niggas into a frenzy because they don't know niggas don't know what the sound is right now. Like nigga, like a lot of people hate like the young and turt sound. Like they hate the Rob Forty Nine sound. They hate the little baby sound. Blah blah blah. And they want more hip hop to be like this. But if everybody just start rapping like this. Then I'll maybe this is a hip hop debate topic, but I think hip hop's gonna die because nobody's gonna. 
I don't think enjoy ever, this on the mass scale. I don't think it'll ever be just one form anymore, though. And it's not even hip hop fault. It's more so there's just there's too much fucking money now, bro. Like you can there's space enough for not even just both, multiple, four or five different sounds, honestly. But I mean, one of them will be considered commercial, but there's enough space for the rest of these sounds to still exist within hip hop. I don't think it's going to kill hip hop. I think it's just right now, everybody's trying to figure out what the sound is going to be like. What's in a good, I don't mean it in like a negative way. Like everyone's just like copying or anything, but it's like, what's the easiest sound to copy? Like what's the easiest way for me to get on? And right now it's not attached to like a sound. It's attached to just, the views and the money, bro. So it's just it's space for all these different attempts, a uh, different ways, different whatever it wants to be. Because when whichever one comes on, it may not even be Drake. Like it's just because he's at the top doesn't necessarily mean he's gonna be the one to you know pioneer that next sound. But whatever it is, it's not gonna kill hip hop. It's gonna evolve it in a different way. It's just too much. It's, we're trying to figure it out right now. I honestly think that's what it is. Like the boom bap's dead, but where do you go after boom bap if boom bap was the foundation of hip hop? Like we don't have to, we got to figure out how to exist outside of the boom bap. You know, I haven't figured it out yet. Nobody oh, wants no, to. No, no, I mean, I feel, I feel that. I don't, I, like, I, like I said before, inside the group chat, outside the group chat, after I talk, I don't even know what the fuck hip hop is anymore. Like, I'm not even trying to be an asshole. Like, I genuinely have no idea what hip hop is and like who, what it encompasses, who, who it involves. So at this point, like, I just look at it like, I just look at it as I open Spotify somebody makes a song it either says hip-hop or rap electronic dance so <laughs> i judge hip-hop off of what they later label label it as so that is you are correct um that it, i mean there's a lot of different sounds in hip-hop slash rap um i mean who knows it's a genre it's, pop is a genre electric is a genre it exists country genres have up and down so it is what it is. I mean, I doubt right, well, so. one quick thing. I don't, I don't want to spend that much time on this topic, but uh, thing you said, Greg, with the boom bap, like you want to correct that hip hop, it wasn't started with boom bap. It was more like dance, like party music. I think more so, and this kind of leads to Ryan's like question. Well, not necessarily question, but like his statement. I think it's just more so people just want a balance. Uh, kind of, I guess, like, talk to old heads, like, barbershop. <laughs> it's mostly, like, they kind of, like, liking hip-hop back to, like, the 90s world. It was party music, but it was, like, 20%. But then there was, like, most of the radio, I guess, was more boom-bap-ish. Like, it was more, uh -huh. like, nah, it's my beat. But I guess that's more, like, New York bias, too, because, I mean, I don't know what the hell was playing on, like, well, LA okay. radio station I... at that time. But, but I think that's what I can't speak for everyone, but I like this one talking to old old niggas in the barbershop. <clears throat> they kind of that's they pull that out of the hat. Like that's their like gotcha card. Like oh, but it was more balanced. Like we had but, dancing, but it was more. I'll, I mean that's that's their just to, just to play devil's advocate. They just no, they, that's I, their thing. Like I'll add this, uh, just because like I I don't say context, but um, yeah, I will like say that um, most of the stuff like play on radio like you said it was like boom bap and then um i mean like you had you had like a lot of groups like you know two live crew really pioneering that um more upbeat like party 
I mean, part because I feel like you know it was, um, it was kind of necessary, like you said, because a lot of things did become like late eighties, early nineties. You had stuff like the L.A. riots and stuff like that. You had straight out of Compton and things like that. So it did get like rap did get political. It got it got a lot more lyrical. So um, I think that's when we started to see the split really between I wouldn't say conscious. I'll say like content rap versus the rap that's just like you know, here to have a good time and things like that. So you started to see like people go all the way in on like, like I don't give a fuck if niggas enjoy this song socially. Like as long as somebody is in the corner of their room with headphones and like the song, then it's a good song. So I feel like. But can we I mean, blame that on the niggas that came after or is more so just like, all right, the niggas that was coming in in the early 2000s and the late 90s was trying to make that music and the niggas underneath them, the niggas who was supposed to be bringing them up, they wasn't fucking with each other. Like, we got to a point, like, in our generation where we fuck with the other artists and shit, but back then, if you was making a song and a nigga was already on, he not trying to help you, he not trying to do nothing for you, so at some point, you're gonna be like, you know what, fuck this, I'm gonna go make my shit and niggas gonna fuck with my shit because it's mine. Whether I mean, or not you fuck with it and you're hip-hop or not, I don't care. I, I guess to add context i think i mean it's really a fan thing like i'm not gonna say all rappers fuck with each other because obviously there's rap beef but I, it's really a fan thing like you'd be surprised of what rappers really fuck with other rappers like a lot of niggas like you know hate like trapping like they hate like little baby and they hate shit like that but like you'd be surprised on how some of these like really lyrical niggas like you know, like a Denzel Curry really probably listens to Lil Baby or how much somebody like, you know, Lil Baby and Vince Staples have a song together. Vince Staples said he, he met Lil Baby, like he met Lil Baby, he talked to him like real quick about the song and he sent the verse, like, I think he said like a, a day later or two days later, like you really never know which of these rappers really fuck with each other behind the scenes. It's really just, it's really just fans, bro. Like, I don't know, like niggas, niggas just can't enjoy, um, niggas aren't really good at enjoying and respecting all like like all different types of music, blah blah blah. Like, and it, I think like shit like that. Narratives really hurt. Like, I think narratives really hurt uh music too. Just because you look at somebody like J Cole, who I do think his career was. I wouldn't say derailed, but I think his career, and I'll say I was part of it, was affected by all of the jokes that started to come out after uh like 2014 Forest Hill Drive and My Eyes Only. I think shit like that really did affect his career because by the time shit like KOD came out, which I gave my opinion that it wasn't a good album but like i do remember like it shit dropped at 11 and like 1101 i was saying like this shit is just ass like i remember i was one of those niggas i'll i'll admit it so of course i had my moments in that like i got older and shit like that but i do think shit like that really hurts the genre like when niggas you know like, like i've said it before i'm not gonna repeat myself but yeah thank you bro any other albums anybody else listen to uh it's um I didn't listen I didn't listen to the Andre three thousand album but I'll list the other albums we had on here Andre three thousand um he released uh New Blue Sun wait that's the name of the album New Blue Sun yeah. for Andre yeah. yeah okay uh oh I, okay I was thinking about the long name was like the name of the what's the name like that first song I really wanted to make a rap album but this is the way the wind blew me or whatever I thought yeah. I don't know why I thought that was the name uh Welcome to Collie Grove uh by two chains and Lil Wayne. I know Steve, you said you wanted to say something about that. Yeah, and, uh, so, Steve. Cora Coranta by Danny Brown, which I didn't listen to and I'm not gonna listen to. Hey, uh Jahai, you Jahai, listen to it. I know Jahai did. I want to hear what yeah, you got to say. I listened oh to it too. 
Well, let's see you go first in this, so we can have some little. Oh wait, wait! Before we start, before we start those two, did anybody else listen to the um to the Andre two thousand? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll probably should do that first. Yeah. I, I listened to, to the, the Andre two thousand, and then I listened to the the Wayne shit, and then, but Bodie James dropped a single for his up to his upcoming album with uh Nicholas Craven. That shit was decent too. Got tap in. Um. Quick thoughts, anybody on the on the uh, on the Andre before we give Steve the ISO? Clean the house music, very therapeutic. I like it. Yeah, I get just with nice. I would have to agree with the house music. First song was very tranquil, instrumentally. Thirteen I mean, minutes. That, I'm like, sheesh. that should that should I be playing a that should I be I be playing shit like that to go to sleep anyway, so. Nigga gave me an hour and a half of that, bro. So I can't complain. Plus, Funny thing. Uh, plus, uh, like the interview, go I'm not go crazy. No, well, I was gonna say the interview that he gave. I mean, the nigga was like, "Yeah, I'm fucking 48 years old. Like, what do you want me to talk about?" <laughs> and like, I I respect I I respect Andre 3000s. Like, I respect his dedication to his craft and like the respect that he has for his own work. Because it's like, I mean, yeah, to his point, like, if you feel like you have nothing to talk about or if you feel like you have nothing to necessarily contribute, don't do it. Like, yeah, he could have easily just gave us some shit he was sitting on. But, like, if he doesn't feel like that's quality work or if he if he doesn't feel happy to, to present that to us, don't do it. But as y'all know, he'll be walking around L.A., wherever the fuck the nigga at, playing the flute. Japan. That's just something. That's some, yeah, like, that's just something he loves. And so for him to for him to create a body of work like that, but it also sounds good sonically. Yeah, it's not rap, but like mm-hmm. the fact that it sounds good sonically, like you can tell his passion, his dedication to it. So I respect he's, that. He's a musician. That's what I got at the end of this. I'm like, damn, everybody thought he was a rapper. He does he's he doesn't like rap. He likes music. He appreciates sound for what it is. So and it's not rap, but he's enjoying it right now. So he thought he would share it with us. Like, thank you, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's nice to see where the nigga head at. That's more so you're happy to see someone in a good headspace when they get to that age, because a lot of people that age is still trying to figure shit out or throw their I, I, I'm making this song still. I still got this for hip hop. No, you don't need to do that. Relax. Just, you know, what I mean, do your thing. Three steps. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Jai's just funny as hell, bro. Jai's just messed me up, bro. Go ahead, bro. Gee. But no, um, speaking about real rapping, welcome to Collie Grove 2 from Lil Wayne and 2 Chains. Also dropped this weekend. I was very, I was pleasantly surprised by how good the project was. First of all, I'm going to just say, I think it's better than the first one, just off rip. I think the production is really really good specifically on the second half of the album um the song with from i would say the song with usher called transparency on very like maybe only one or two skips like it's really really good out of 21 songs five of them are like scene skits with 50 cent so 50 cent like narrated the the album so that was a nice little touch I skipped that um, portion of it so out of like 16 songs i would say i say probably like 10 or 11 like it it's elite rap it's elite rapping from two of the old heads who's still around rapping just as good as the young books so 
pleasant surprise for me. I didn't have that that high expectations for it because I was like, man, it's seven years past the the second, the first one. So, can I ask you what your favorite Wayne verse is on there? His favorite, my favorite verse. He got a verse on there on Shane. I think the song is called. I think he was really barring down on that. So that's that's the probably my favorite Wayne verse. But Two Chains got down on there too. They're so, a yeah. good combo. High quality project. They are good. They are a scary. I think this is what Meek Mill and Rick they like Ross underrated. They are. This is. Crazy. I appreciate it. Damn, I, I don't know, no, I don't no, know about that, but no, this is definitely slight, a better project than their project. <laughs> No, great, no slight to Benny at all. Like I fuck with Benny heavy, but I think that Benny feature is the first time that I realized like Benny just kind of has a flow. Like he doesn't, he's not switching it up. Like you, you come on here to appreciate what he has to say, but that flow is kind of, I mean it in the best way. It's simple. It's basic. Like it just, he comes on songs the same way every time. And, and, it's Amen. hot, bro. It's I don't that know how to say it. Yeah, you know, like every right. bar was crazy, but at the same time, like damn, this this simple ass flow just killing this shit. And it's no disrespect. It's just Wayne and and, and Two Chains before him in the same song was really just like it was floating on that shit, and he just came in on his own way or in his own way. True. I mean, I see what you're saying, but trying to compare anyone when we talking about flow specifically and against Wayne, like. That's that's kind of crazy, bro. I mean, well, it's nice. It's just I'm saying more so. Meek Mill, Rick Ross is getting together. We got Wayne and Two Chains. Like I'm saying, like, is this what first? Is this what we gonna keep getting? Like, is that what niggas think? Is that why you know maybe Meek and Ross decided they wanted to do some shit together because they looked at uh, Wayne and Two Chains and was like, uh, like you know what I mean? Maybe it's just that time. It's that space. Maybe maybe collab albums out of out of move right now. That's what I'm asking. You think we gonna get some? Watch the Throne too. That's what we need. <laughs> The, the, I think we can get, I think we might get a J. Cole and, I think we get a J. Cole and Drake if they go on tour. I think we possibly not get an album, but I do think they're going to probably like make a few. Um, yeah, they probably do an EP and make a few songs. But can I pose the question of if y'all think we'll ever get a song with the big three on it together? No, somebody asked, I think Alexis asked me that yesterday, and I was like, huh, I don't know, I don't know, but you don't think we ever will? It'll never happen. Nope, doubt it. Nope. They can't get Kendrick. Two of them are, are, are together right now. <laughs> We're just missing one. They damn near sent it to him and he said, nah, I'm good. Yeah. They I was Kendrick just thinking about performing it. with Baby King, man. It's like In cowboy you know, boots. You're not gonna, not gonna get styling, bro. It would be nice. Yeah. A dream. That's all I was saying. Remember the Kendrick and Cole tape we thought we were gonna get in high school that like we prayed for every day for years and never got. That's me still. Been gone, bro. I know, but I mean, he explained is... it. I guess I watched like, well, I had watched uh, I had watched the um safe place safe place podcast. I watched the episode with DJ Academics. Um, but I did like after I was watching it, they did show a clip. Like I saw a clip of the J Cole when he was just explaining that um, only I mean the the tape that he said happened or was what it was. Was it was pretty blown out of proportion. It was more so like I was saying before, Greg. Like they had songs and they were in the studio together and they'd be bouncing ideas and they'd put like a verse on this song. So I don't. They would never. I mean, they they, they had spoke about like releasing the songs or like doing something together. Mm-hmm. But the songs that they said they have, like when I mean, you're an artist, it's the, it's two different head spaces between 
having several collabs with somebody versus making a collab album. Like, you know, Jay-Z... I gotta be on the same page all the way through. Like, Jay-Z and Ye made Watch the Throne, which is why it sounds like Watch the Throne. And don't get me wrong, if you start to put put together all the songs like Never Let Me Down and like Run This Town, yeah, you're going to get a good collection of songs, but Mm -hmm. like that headspace is going to sound different than making an album. Like, when you make an album, you try to hit certain different points, like certain different sounds, especially when it's like somebody like J. Cole and Kendrick versus when they're just like trying to make songs for their project for their own projects and they're working together so um but yeah i don't i, I don't think we're, we're probably never going to get the cole and kendrick album and i don't know who knows what that sounds like today so i'll say four more of uh drake and cole if they drop four more then just throw the other two on there and make a little ep for tour that's cool with me so jihad did you um oh i was uh, was you done steve yeah, yeah, just to the to the audience. Uh, if you ain't checked it out, go tune in. You'll be pleasantly surprised. To that, welcome to Kylie Grove. All right, your highness. Uh, you got the Danny Brown album. I got the floor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I I really enjoy the album. It's very different from like other Danny Brown projects. They're more like, uh, what is it called? Alternative, Scattered. I guess. Yeah, they're more scattered. Yeah, they're more like like they'll have like electronic beats on there, and they'll have like alchemist shit on there. So it's uh it's it's more like kind of hard to grasp like what the theme is, but I think this is more like serendipitous, very like melodic, very like uh, melancholic, basically, very like like low vibe music, and a lot of it just has to do with you know he recently just became like sober. So he was he's like, in a much healthier headspace now. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just doing like a lot. Like uh, it's not necessary. He's not doing a lot of more. Like a lot of like punchlines. He used to do like a lot of punchlines as rap. This is more just like he's just talking about like shit that happened when he was like a kid and stuff like that. So it's it's cool. It's not like my favorite project, but my favorite Danny Brown project. It's like probably in the bottom half, I guess. But uh, I do like the mic feature. Him and Mike was like, I, I, I like the different bars that they were going on that that song. We didn't check that one out. Like, if I had to recommend any song, it would be that song. Uh, it's called Celibate with Mike and Dane Brown. And then also shout out Alchemist. He did like Tantor, which is, it doesn't sound like Alchemist. Uh, produced track is very like scattered brain type of sound. So it's kind of interesting that he can do that and then also do like some Larry June shit or some Earl Sweatshirt shit. So that's pretty dope to see. But, um, that's pretty much my review. It's just, it's cool. I mean, if you're a Danny Brown fan, you're probably gonna uh, listen to it. But I mean, if you're not, I'll just check out that Mike song. Uh, it's just more. So when I said when I said I wasn't gonna listen, when I said I wasn't gonna listen to the Danny Brown album, it's because like he he, I have a problem when certain people say things and they can't back it up, like. Danny Brown was another one of the niggas. Basically, I, I he didn't specify, but you know he wasn't talking to the Denzel Curry ass niggas. One of the one of the niggas talking about to, like talking to the young niggas about the type of music they make, and he was basically saying y'all will never, you know, y'all niggas will never make something better than the Purple Tape. So basically, like why try type shit, whatever. But if you don't know, the Purple Tape is uh only built for Cuban links by um by uh, Raekwon. 
And I know, like, when somebody says something like that, in my opinion, it's like you either never release music again or when you release something, you better live up to what you're holding other That's niggas to. And I'm looking at this, and I'm not going to judge a... I am going to judge a book by its cover. I can tell you right now, just looking at this, it's not better than only Bill for Cuba Links. So I'm not going to listen to it. And I hope... And of course, he's not going to criticize himself because he made the music, but you know he's not going to come out and be like, this isn't better than the Purple Tape. And if somebody brought it up to him, he'd probably just deflect and be like, oh, no, 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 it's not the same thing. Well, well, I well. also think but, that that comes from the fact that of the headspace he was in at that time. Like yeah, then he, he, especially cause he's talking more to it now that he's podcasting and shit. I didn't realize the degree to which he, like the amount of drugs, the amount of- He, he said that when he was- Wild shit he was, but I mean- He said that like two months ago. Yeah, but-, I'm, but I, 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 I didn't see that. I, I would listen I, to like the, the triple X shit. Like that's, that's probably his I best mean, work. Yeah, this is I like a sequel it. to that. That's, like quarantine no, was I, like, uh, cause- Triple X is like 30, he was 30 years old when he dropped that project, but that was like- That was the last cool one, right? No, that wasn't the last one. That was like his- okay. I mean, he had he had the hybrid, and then he had Triple X, so that oh, kind of blew up on like that fifth or whatever, live mixtape mm. shit, uh, shit of that nature. But then this is kind of like the sequel to that, because Quanta is like 40 in Latin, Triple X is 30. So I wouldn't, I mean, you, you, you can have that standpoint, but I just think like this isn't a, you shouldn't go off this- project to come yeah. dictate that stuff. But that's, you know. No, I'm not, I was saying, I was saying that because, I mean, but that's the same, he, that's what he said. I'm saying this is the first thing he's released since he made that statement, is which is why I'm going like, like, oh, okay. I, so that's I, I was saying that, that because he was, because he was saying like, you niggas is not making nothing better than Purple Tape, y'all might as well just face it, blah, blah, blah. And my thing. Maybe he just like, objectively feels that. I objectively feel like I could never, and no other man could ever create anything better than Nights by Frank Ocean, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to create music if I love it. Oh, yeah, but I mean, wow. at the at the same point, but if that's your like, I think the thing is like the way I look at it, it if that's your critic, if that's how you're going to criticize somebody else, then you like you can't just criticize somebody for something, and then when you're doing the same thing they do, you try to def not deflect from the critic criticism, but like you know people are going to bring that criticism to you, like if, just accept it. If somebody like if so, uh, I'm trying to think of like. Like if if somebody today came out and was like, I hate auto tune rappers, fuck auto tune rappers, you niggas ass, and then his three weeks later he drops an album where he's using fucking auto tune, they're gonna be like, hey bro, you were just talking about these niggas, and you, they they they'd say something like, oh, but them niggas ass, and I gotta not, look at it, not man. realizing that there's a bunch of niggas like looking at him like, we're well, ass, because if it's simply, I, it just feels like. I, I see that analogy, but in this case, it feels like if you're saying nothing will ever be better than the purple tape, deflect or don't deflect. I'd like you, maybe you just personally feel like you never gonna make anything better either. You still gotta drop your art. You still gotta do what you're yeah, capable of doing. But maybe he just objectively feels like nothing will ever be better than the purple tape. If he comes out and says like this album I dropped, this last one is better than the purple tape, then we gonna have an issue. Then I can see what you're saying. But if he's just saying like I, I think it's this is hip hop. Uh, that's your hill. Die on it. Hey, bro. I told yeah. you, I'm not here for the debates. I'm here for the uh, Afro beats debates. And I'm here for <laughs> casual conversation. He's here for the burner boy conversation. All I'm saying, you got you got to check out early discography. Like this isn't a good representation, but so yeah. um, 
Okay, so transitioning next on the docket was uh Spotify released his top 10 most streamed hip hop albums of all time list. Um, I have the list pulled up, so if anybody doesn't, but um uh I'll give you the top 10 really quick. It's gonna be question mark by XXX, uh Scorpion by Drake, Views by Drake, Goodbye and Good Riddance by Juice World, uh Travis Scott, Astro World, uh 17 by X, Pop Smoke, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon, Damn by uh Kendrick. Nine by Drake, ten by Juice World. I mean, the Juice World legends never die. Um, my only thing I, I, that I'm noticing about this is the worth and hip hop's gone and dead artists. Shit, I don't, I don't know what hip hop is, sick. so I can't speak to that. But the worth <laughs> of the worth of dead artists music is kind of crazy. That's what I'm saying. What you're saying, I just said it aggressively viral, but yeah. And who's who collects that money, Ryan? Like who, to what degree do they have a, a financial duty to the family of those people, or is it? Oh, people can still collect I mean, money. It depends. Goes to their estate. I just mean it, it, it like it depends. Well, it depends because like certain baby contracts, owns Juice World's music. To what degree is he legally required? It depends to- on the contract. So okay. some people might have something in the contract about, like, cause you gotta understand. When people sign record contracts, things get tricky because let's say I signed a record contract for a million dollars for a contract tomorrow because you don't sign a contract for a certain amount of money. You sign a contract for a certain amount of time or albums, and then you get an advance for a certain amount of money. And when you get that advance, you're well, you're required to pay it back. Sometimes they just drop you from the label and they like, like I think that's what happened with Keith. They just dropped him and they were just like, um, whatever, like at the uh because he didn't meet his incentive for uh, his first album. But it's, it's things get tricky because if you sign the album, if you sign a deal for album, let's just say for a million dollars, and then let's just say you die, right? And then you, you but while you was alive, you only dropped one album. And that album may have made back, you know, 400,000 of that dollars. Then, you know, it's not like they're going to allow the family to keep the same percentage usually because it's like, well, we have to make our money back. So- he might have been getting, let's just say, 40% of all his music, which I doubt, but let's just say Juice World was getting 40% of all his music. What well, a label might say, well, he was still owing us this amount. So for the next five years, y'all might only get 20%, 10%. So those things are never really disclosed publicly. Um, I will say, but it, it just depends. Because, for example, you know, X was signed to Empire, which is kind of like a major slash independent is usually empire is the label that people go to when they have enough leverage usually so like because x is one of the bigger underground artists where like to the point where when he signed he was already like in random shit like random drake beefs while still in jail and shit like that and like you know a lot of you know i hate to put that stereotype but a lot of like you know hood drug dealing type dudes who have a large fan base and do have that like money that you know that money that they have from whatever activity they were in you know engaged in they'll come to the label like hey i have this much money to put up and empire would like distribute it and like work towards marketing things like that so um yeah it, it just it just depends but it's just crazy to think that like literally 50 percent of the most streamed hip-hop albums are from deceased artists even though it's only three deceased artists and it's only what five artists in total in this top 10 so yeah crazy shit. Right. i think the uh list was very um reflective of what 
type of sound people are looking for in rap. Like you can, this just kind of screams like you could tell that the stuff that people are listening to and streaming the most wouldn't necessarily be like the biggest representation. Like oh, like uh, I hate to about side, but yeah, about what hip hop is and what hip hop isn't. But I just feel like it's not. Uh, it's just interesting to see this reflection. And this is like the ten most stream stuff. It just kind of shows you how like commercial success doesn't always reflect Matter, bro. what's it's, really like being the, the kids at home is is playing it twenty times while they sit at their desk, bro. They just running the streams up. But yeah. literally, shouts out to the youth. It's crazy that I, I know that this is, this is gonna sound crazy, but I know it's crazy that uh, Eminem is like number eleven on this list. And that shit dropped in two thousand two. Gotta, gotta give some. Respect. I, know, I know. I know. We that's a running joke. Well, it's not that's what's crazy to you why wouldn't you say crazy to me because that uh crazy um accentuates some type of emotion but i'll say what i've noticed is eminem has like five albums on here he has i think like all of his albums are on here which is kind of crazy so you know i mean i mean i'm not saying like this it's number 11 and that shit dropped in 2002 yeah, you know what I mean. I ain't seen no Jay Z on here. That's how New Streets was done. <laughs> they don't know hip hop. And with that, <laughs> hey, my my biggest surprise, I'll be honest, was that Tiger okay. is on here at Listen. number fifty. Listen, hate all you want. Top top five hundred, and I would have been surprised by himself. He would still ninety nine if he wanted to rap. Still, he wanted to do other stuff. You said Tiger. Yeah, I mean, he's still rapping, but he's he's in other stuff now. I don't I mean, mean it. I, LA is his playground. Like they love him out there, so he's just enjoying himself and doing funny. other things. I mean, he he's, like, like, like he he's like of our not of our yeah, generation, you know? but I'll say of the reg of the recent <laughs> generation. Honestly, looking at this of this fifty, I mean, of the album Legendary, which they didn't even care to put a fucking picture for it. I'm pretty sure that it's just taste. It's the reason why this album has so many streams. It's probably it. just taste. Um, he makes radio music. He's like one of the. He's like um, I wouldn't then again not of our generation above like the current landscape of hip hop. He's probably like the OG between him and like Waka of like the strip club like the strip club gurus of that <laughs> of this current because he's not our generation obviously because we weren't you know we weren't in the club when Rack City came out, but like who was artist <laughs> oh my fault. Hey, he's from St. Louis. I don't, let him know, bro. Go ahead, but, bro. But yeah, just thinking about it just it's just crazy to think about because he like he did have a lot of like um I have to click it because I know he had more than Rack City. He bro, had Rack City. He had I, uh last week when my phone was broke, I heard two songs of his on the radio. Like he's still getting shit played, bro. He's on Juicy by Doja Cat. Like it's just he has a very weird discography. He's he knows what he's doing. He's on Chosen by uh fucking uh Blast. Like, well, also Blast is from L.A. So a lot of L.A. niggas, they Tiger and the YG is their hero. So if any of them niggas offer them a chance to work, that's what they gonna do. I mean, it's that, and you gotta think like if you look, 
this is what a lot of people don't realize when they wonder about why do certain people do collabs like people are talking about like ty i mean uh travis scott doing the remix to water by tyler I and that people song. i'm not gonna lie people don't realize that most of the time it's because they're on the same label and they don't understand how much being on the same label dictates a lot like a lot with an artist's career because a label will le legit come to you and like they're not they're not uh, somebody who signed to universal the people at universal are not gonna be like oh yeah we know that let's just say um i mean let's just say uh gonna gonna sign to uh not universal but warner they're not gonna go drop you know a hundred thousand dollars and get out to warner when they know they could just find an artist on their you know on their roster that may not be the biggest artist but there's gonna bring those looks like tiger still has enough listeners to where that he can bring enough listeners to that like to a song where it's going to reach it's going to like do its job like that's what that's the that's the biggest thing with like features it's just a feature is literally just like a, like you know how niggas used to do instagram shout outs back yeah, in the follow day. for follow yeah follow for follows that's basically <laughs> what that's basically what most of, like a lot of features are for like when uh, up and coming artists at the very least it's just like you need this like we're not gonna lie to you, you need this he has this audience so this is gonna do like that, but yeah, it's just weird that Tyga is there in the first place. Like, especially this album of all things, because I'm looking at it and I won't lie, I've only heard taste. I'm not sure if I'm sleeping, but the lowest streaming song on here has six million streams. That's a lot, because for context, on Lil Durk's album. That he dropped this year, the lowest stream song has three million, and it's hard to say that Tiger was bigger in 2019 than Lil Durk is in 2023. Like, imagine if somebody said that to you, you look at them crazy. But they ride for theirs out there, bro, on the West Coast. They gonna listen to their people's shit. They gonna ride for theirs for they ride for anybody else. All yeah. the niggas out there. YG don't need a hit at all. He could he could do whatever he want out there. And his music probably got millions of streams because all the hood niggas out there are spinning it. And we haven't heard a song in months. You don't need it. Hey, bro. West Coast rap is its own ecosystem, I'm coming to learn. They get to do what they want because they're going to support each other and make sure that, you know what I mean, that their people come out. It really is. So he can't compare it to nothing else. Sure. Anybody, any other thoughts on this list uh, before uh, any other other surprises like um i think like surprises for me like litteca i wouldn't like if i was naming the 50 most streamed albums you probably wouldn't hear me say litteca or a boogie with the hoodie like uh -huh. no offense to them but it just it just wouldn't come to because in my head i'd be like well i know it's most like these are recent but i would still think like an album like you know certain i i, I probably would have i think graduation is on here actually so i'm not going to say that yeah, but yeah. i did think I did, a lot of I did think streams come before it was even measured the way it is now, too. Like, yeah, but because music, you got music differently at that time. Hey, man, Macklemore is on here, too. The heist. Hey, man, and he didn't fuck it up. It was. First of all, was... I saw an interesting. <laughs> I saw an interesting video about why Macklemore's career turned out so bad. Because uh, you talking about the yes. Sunny V2 one? No idea. I saw it a long time ago. I forgot the name, but I think the the one of the things they spoke on was yes, people were mad when you know Macklemore won over Kendrick. However, 
that didn't really end his career as it just like put him in a weird light because a lot of people disagreed. But it was more so following that he posted a screenshot of a text he sent to Kendrick saying like basically you should have won this. And then he, he like started to bitch, write, bro. He started to release those uh white guilt songs or whatever, like what whatever with white like privilege, bitch, bro. like those white privilege songs, and yeah. I think that's what really did it. So yeah, we're the weird apology list. for me. Once you apologize, you what? You on another man's DMs apologizing to him for something that? Yeah, that was it, bro. You can't continue forever. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. But um, I guess anybody have. Anything to say about this uh, before we transition to our next topic? No, no. Take that as a no. All right. Uh, did y'all want to speak on Snoop Dogg quitting weed? Like, does that need the 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 the, the deep dive or just know that I'm coming to take the throne? That's all we need. Somebody has to sit at the top, low key style. He paid his here res- for the job. Bro. <laughs> he paid his. Matter of fact, this ain't hip hop. He repay. I could give my opinion on this. He paid his respect to the game of weed, bro. Exactly, he didn't. He didn't sold it, smoked it. You feel me? Flipped it. Was in Dubai in it. Nobody smoking it. That in nigga Dubai. made a. That nigga smoked so much weed. He made a reggae album, bro. Like that's that's real dedicated. That nigga but, changed his name to Snoop <laughs> Lion for a year, bro. Like that's listen. That's but you also real have to nigga. think. Realize he was smoking like a hundred. People were saying like fifty to hundred joints a day, so he kind of sped the process. No way. Yes, no, bro. No, no, People no, were no, saying, no, 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 no. De- listen, listen. Right he now. said to him, maybe early on, but he said it himself because when he did his interview with Chief Keith, Chief Keith said he was smoking like a O a day or something. And what's the name? And uh, and Snoop was basically saying like, nigga, there's no way you smoke that much weed. And when you got to remember that the old, the old niggas that swear they was potheads and weedheads back in the day. They were smoking like a tray five and it was fucking <laughs> Reggie, bro. Like they was not smoking that shit for real. Like they wasn't smoking no real what, good. But weed. that's why it makes like, sense chronic, that he's smoking chronic, bro. Bro, chronic nowadays, my nigga, that shit wouldn't get a fucking dog high, okay? Like nobody gives a like like nobody like that if niggas had runts, if niggas get time trap and bring runs back to 1992, niggas would have thought that they got fucking drugged, bro. Like, niggas would not know that shit'll make niggas head spin, bro. Like niggas will really end up in a chicken coop like Friday, bro, off that weed, bro. Like them niggas was smoking straight ass back then, bro. I'm imagining bringing runs back to like the 80s, bro. You for the- like, look up, right? Like, I want y'all to look up. You for the destroy the black community with that, but do not. Absolutely not. But you can't bring that shit back. <laughs> That's the epidemic all over again. I'm just saying. Like, right now, go look up the chronic weed. Nigga, if somebody handed you a pack of that today, you would look at this nigga and you would probably just hand him the weed back and say no. But you know what I can say? I do believe it's 50 to 100, actually, because T-Rail just did a stream with, with Wiz Khalifa like two, three weeks ago. And they said when Wiz left and he was only there for three hours, there were 20 joint like of his joints rolled in the ashtray that he had finished. He was there for three hours. So I believe that Snoop is somewhere within that. And over the course of the day, 50 to 100 makes sense. But I'm here to take the take the uh take the mantle, bro. But he okay, so he he said he replied. He said uh he said his weed person said that um he smoked 75 to 150 joints a day, but he said 
uh, he said that that wasn't true. Like he said he refuted it. Now the exact number I'm trying to look, and it doesn't look like he stated a number, but he said he didn't smoke that much in one day because he said uh, he just like you know he he invented the, the time. He said he like, but hey, but I will say that his blunt roller was full time was making it. Uh, he said in 2022. In 2022, he said it was between somebody said it was between 40 and 50k, and he said their salary went up. So, but just imagine that like your the job, shorty that used to do it was able to open her own like a uh, dispensary, her own weed. It's a lot like, of roll blunts, man. Snoop invented roll parties where people I come. know they finger arthritis is gonna be fucking crazy when they get older, bro. Like, I know that shit gonna fuck their hands up. Like all day, bro. And that nigga smoke joints. Like he really don't be smoking. Like I think he might smoke like I don't think he smoked backwards, but he might smoke like a Rello or something. But like mm. it looked like he might like those little hemp like joints. Niggas rolling so many of those. You know how many how smaller joint is, bro? Like a paper, like a paper, like the top papers. And you gotta grind it before, so they gotta <laughs> they got fingers made of fucking steel, bro. Vibrating. I do just want to see what caused him to quit though i will say that he still hasn't said that and i just want to make like you don't want it to be his health you know what i'm saying we want we want snoop around i mean he like fucking he like 87 bro like he probably went to the doctor that's what he's gonna stop yeah like it's crazy he's 52 52 bro that's you think the doctor was like so casually? Snoop Dogg, wait, wait. Snoop Dogg is only one year. This can't be true, bro. No way Snoop Dogg is only one year older than Eminem. Whoa. That is kind of crazy. That's a mind fuck. But that's a crazy. How old was Snoop when he came? When he first I thought I thought he was like 22 when Doggy Style dropped. Nah, he couldn't have been, bro. When did Doggy Style Doggy Style dropped? In 1993, he was born in 1971, so he was 22. So then so, M just got on late as hell. Eminem, so wait, M was like almost 20. So that means Eminem, he had to be older. Than, Eminem was born in 1972. Let's see Eminem albums. This means that, got on like like that means when Eminem yeah. show dropped, he was 29. Yeah, which I thought he was younger and. Okay, I'll give this hip hop opinion because I can't not say this. To be 20, 29, and when Encore came out, 31, rapping that crazy ass. You rapping mom spaghetti in your 30s, bro? Not even that, nigga. Just the fact that this nigga was making songs like Kim. Yeah, he was saying some wild like, shit. I'm like growing up, I I, I did was I, I remember like I mean, Eminem was one of those niggas just like, he fooled me, bro. He made songs like The Way I Am, and he gaslit people like me into thinking that people were tripping, and they shouldn't have been blaming him for a certain amount of things, and like, like you know, they were too hard on him. Now that I'm older, and I go back, and I listen to like early Tyler the Creator albums, and I listen to Eminem, and I just think, no, everybody was right, my nigga. You should not have been saying that shit. Not even, it's not the fact that you shouldn't have been saying that shit, but your shit probably shouldn't have been consumed by children. Because I will argue that the kids that grew up listening to Eminem Don't say are it. probably fucked up today. That's a good way to say it. Isn't that the parents' fault? It's the 4chaners. 
The no, 4chan I, is not the Eminem fan. As a teacher, as a teacher, I will say this. It is very hard to, if you send your, because if you don't send your student to school, you're looked at as crazy if you homeschool them because you'd be like, I don't want them to blah, 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 uh, get into certain Consume things. That shit. But like once you release your ch- child into school for seven to eight hours a day, the like and you're you're just consenting to them to be able to be influenced by outside things because yes like certain parents let their kids listen to Eminem and that is their parents fault but at the same time like other parents who's like oh, when they're at home I don't listen they listen to it but when they go to school or like you know you're not going to tell your your son like uh or your you son or your daughter like hey the phone. no not even that just like you can never spend a night over your friend's house or anything like that, blah, blah, blah. My mom did that I'm shit. Pretty, I'm, okay, maybe. But I mean, it was time I couldn't. <laughs> but like, I know, I know, I know. Not going for that shit, each, bro. Each of y'all went over like a friend house or like a cousin house. You know and, how hard I had to beg for that shit? But I'm saying, I'm saying, like went over their house and like you probably did things or like listened to things or watched things that your mom wouldn't have let you listen to. Whether it be like a boondocks or like, for example, my mom wouldn't allow me to watch SpongeBob growing up, and my cousins loved SpongeBob. I'm gonna be honest; I figured so like, out from about Kanye through a cousin, through through what you're saying, like just being around somebody else and listening to that music because I had no idea who he was. And then he was like, "Check out Good Morning," and I was like, "His music video is." So I see it, but yeah, my mom ain't let me stay in nobody's fucking house ever, bro. There was that I, she ain't playing. I know this is what isn't what you meant. But like somebody's parent telling their kid you can't listen to graduation is fucking hilarious. In my head, being like going from no, you can't listen to Eminem to no, you can't listen to graduation. That's just a funny ass. My mom, like imagine telling the kid you can't listen to I Wonder. Like that's I'm not gonna say my my head didn't say I couldn't. My my parents never introduced me to hip hop. If that makes sense, like my mom was showing me R and B and shit like that. Like my first introduction to music was vacuuming the floor and having to listen to fucking Mariah Carey and Destiny Child and shit like that. And then I found hip hop on my own. And then my dad started listening to Ludacris. And uh, and, uh, DJ Khaled, we the best. Okay. Um, All right, Petey Craig. (laughs) He had to say aside now. Oh my oh, god. What? <laughs> what? I'm outside now. What you saying? I heard for? Nigga, because you were frozen, my nigga. We heard oh. DJ Khaled and we thought you got kicked. Oh, oh, okay. Damn. I can't I, I see it now. It says my connection is unstable. But I didn't realize I was gone. Anyways, I said DJ Khaled, we the best 2012 era. That was the one. That's when my dad right. showed me hip hop for real. Well, not show me. That's when my dad cared about hip hop in the way that I cared about hip hop. How did your dad feel about DJ Khaled saying nigga at the beginning of all his songs like early on? Like he stopped that shit around like uh, all we do is win because he realized he was getting like richer and shit like that. But like if you listen to shit like go hard, like no, no, no. Yeah. What, was that? what was that song he was on? With I'm Wayne? Familiar, remix? The, where, yeah, where they did the music video. We under, nigga. The, yeah, that's what I <laughs> yeah. was thinking of. So my dad had an escalade with the with the 28s on it and the and the TVs in the middle. So I remember watching that music video hey, and yo. hearing that like Wait, wait, light skin wait. man. It's a white man, but my dad didn't have a problem with it. Like he was cool with it. Your dad sound like a nigga. He, he is a hundred percent. He's from Miami. <laughs> my dad's from Miami Gardens, bro. <laughs> that's 
That's it. <laughs> well, the more I learn about you, Greg, the more shit don't make sense. Well, how? Because if I walked up to a nigga wearing like Vans every day, I would never, I would think that his dad drove like a fucking buggy or some shit. I would my never dad think also like, owned, we'll talk about drove. it after the pod because he got, we got some shit to take care of. But yes, my dad owned a Volkswagen Beetle that was yellow with the top down as well. But next to the Beetle, he owned the Escalade with the 28s on it. That nigga shady. <laughs> I couldn't trust your dad, bro. Those are two wildly different cars, bro. If I was that nigga neighbor and I looked at my neighbor driveway and I saw a fucking Volkswagen Beetle next to an Escalade with fucking see uh fucking TVs in the middle, bro, I would be I'll be sending his information to the goddamn CIA, bro. Like something over there is going on, bro. Like either this nigga has two personalities or he's hiding something, bro. Oh my god. We'll talk about it later, man. I'll show you the no, picture. No, we, <laughs> we won't. We won't. <laughs> All right. Um we can go ahead to our um our lead with a listen. Um uh would y'all well I think since we're skipping our last uh topic, would y'all like to make the lead with a listen our uh like the last topic, like our goat based on a certain performance, like rap like, performance. Well, like, did y'all have those right? Well, I guess so. Yeah. Well, I mean, if yours is like Frank Ocean, yeah. I mean, no, it is. Like, you know, it is. What you said, favorite? Hey, look, bro. Frank, Frank, Frank Ocean, Frank Ocean, hip hop, bro. Hip hop has no boundaries, bro. Like, whatever. That was the nicest thing you ever said to me, bro. I appreciate you for that. Frank bro, Ocean can... is hip hop. I will make that my first shirt for my brand. You could choose a Coldplay song, bro. Who cares? Dude. All right, so I'm gonna introduce a little listen. So before we ran out of time, the topic was supposed to be um, basically, I ain't gonna put up, but we're talking about rappers like at their absolute peak based on one song and their performance. Who could you say and show like this is the goat? So it was supposed to be like, all right, just off of one song and like whatever you want to say, like this is like a rapper at their peak. Or I don't know if since Greg is in Frank Ocean, what we gonna say? No, nah, I'm gonna choose yeah, a real that's... person. I'm gonna choose a rapper. I'm gonna choose a rapper. I got one. All right, and that'll be listen. If y'all got it, um, so you said I just want to make sure before I say this, you, you mean like the the first song you heard by them when you was like, like, all right, like, it don't have to be the first. It just have to be the song that you feel like, like if you told somebody this was your goal, yeah. and you was like, I, this is like if you choose one song to be like, and this is the song why? I would use to prove my case. Exactly. Okay. Somebody else go first then, because I misunderstood that. So let me let me let me readjust. Um, I'll just go. Uh, damn, this is kind of hard, but um, so many songs to choose from, but I'll just be very basic and I'll just go like "Power" by Kanye West, just from a production standpoint. Just if you think about like the sound of twenty ten. And like everything around it, and just like the juggernaut that that song truly was, and like the fact that like so many of Kanye's samples to this day, like people are just like literally going back and like songs that like nobody would ever know of if it wasn't for him, and people are sampling those, and those are going up today. Then yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go power. Just like I said, he. I always do this because you know I'm a producer and I always like to give points when somebody produces a song um that they rapped on. So just to give like give them extra points. But it's like if you look at 
just the production, the lyrics of the song, like just the, the like who else would have chose that sample? Like, like it's very few. I, I wouldn't say it's very few things you could have done with that sample. But when you're the first nigga to like really choose a sample, and you're like, and you have to like introduce it to the world and like find a way to do it. But yeah, I'll go power. Well, Frank's my goat, but we'll, if I were to take one step away, I tried to look at like just over the past five years, who's probably my most listened to artist. Funny enough, it's trippy. So if I would have to offer somebody a trippy song, just kind of to introduce them. Um, damn, I'd probably say we, something like we or V12, because those are probably my favorite bars from trippy. But if it wasn't trippy, it would be Frank. It would be nice. Those that's the greatest song on the planet. Uh, uh, but I, <laughs> I I'm gonna I'm keep it short and sweet. Kendrick Lamar, Money Trees. Um, I'm not sure if this leave with a listen had to be with a feature or not, but um, that's just that's just the overarching like. But if I'm going Kendrick, no feature, Duckworth. Well, definitely valid. Or I'll go next. Uh, for me, I mean, no surprise, I'm gonna say Jay Z, and then the song I'm gonna say is uh, What More Can I Say? Like, I feel like that song really just epitomizes like who Jay Z really is as a rapper and him just talking crazy. Um, and really just like, I mean, declaring himself a goat, he literally says in the song, Pound for Pound, I'm the best to ever come around here, excluding nobody. Look what I embody. Like, he was going on and on and on, really just showing why he's a better rapper than pretty much everybody else of all time. Like, Especially at that time in music, how we really transcended the game in a lot of different ways. So is that the Talib Kweli? Is that the one with the Talib Kweli bar? Uh, oh no, that's moment of clarity. No, yeah, the skill so yeah, yeah, to yeah, be told, yeah. I'll probably be lyrically Talib Kweli. Truthfully, I went yeah. around like common sense, but I did five mil, and I ain't been rapping like common sense. Like common sense, yeah. Black album is that's art, bro. That's art. I'll go next. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it was pretty like Ryan said. It was pretty tough for me. Um, I kind of had three songs that pretty much were the same. Like three songs that are pretty much the same for me. Um, and those songs are "I Wonder" by Ye, uh, "90210" by Trav, and then "Wilshire" by Tyler. Um. Wilshire, just because I love the storytelling in that song, the flow, the beat. Um, it's something that I play a lot. And again, I just really resonate with the storytelling of that song. And I know too, I know because after hearing people criticize Travis Scott about his lyricism, um, I love just hearing him try to like bar down and actually show his ability as a rapper. And then I wonder, that's probably like my top five favorite song of all time. So um, I'll just leave it at that. I'll go ahead. Uh, so I'm gonna say "Gorgeous" by Kanye. I know that's a kind of no-brainer. And then the verse, I would say uh, "Click" by Kanye. Well, not well. That's not Kanye, Jay Z, and Big Sean. I just love that verse. Like the he's talking about Tom Cruise and shit. Pretty funny. But so yeah. Wait, you said verse what? Click. The click verse. Yeah. Well, you said click. Yeah, ain't nobody yeah. fucking like the Big Sean song. Oh, I will say, okay, just piggyback off that really quickly. If I did have to choose a single verse to prove somebody was the GOAT, like one verse, 
I'm going uh Prodigy off Shook Ones, part two. So yeah, that's probably my probably that's probably my vote for greatest verse of all time when I cared about hip hop. Right. Bro, you can't, you can't keep doing this, man. We're gonna let I'm you get laughing. this off for the next two, three episodes. But after I'm not that, laughing, bro. Hey, we broke his spirit. Bro, I'm very serious, bro. You can't keep we doing broke this. His spirit, bro. bro, y'all think I y'all think I'm playing? I'm so serious. It's, I don't look, think you're appreciate appreciate the content that you created, but you gotta separate yourself from it. You can't allow it to upset you. Even no. your dog, like nigga, what you talking about? I'm weak. <laughs> don't fuck with the hip hop either, folks. <laughs> the f- <laughs> all right, all right, man. All right, bro. Everybody for episode sixteen. It's been a great episode. It. We went the whole episode without yelling. I think that might be the first episode where niggas didn't yell and talk over each other. We ain't say no pause either. Well, I, all right. You, I appreciate. Yeah. It. I you was earlier. It. Earlier, you <laughs> had a bad one. You had a bad yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. Oh, slide, but we didn't bro. say that was, it. That was we didn't say it. And I appreciate you y'all for letting it slide. it slide. Thank you. 